on behalf of Samaritan's First and the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, we have a coin, and we've been praying for you, and we're so glad that you're going home. Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse, a podcast taking you to the front lines and behind the scenes of our work around the world. I'm your host, Christy Graham, and what you just heard was the celebration of a patient being discharged from our emergency field hospital in Los Angeles County, California. This is just one of the ways that God has been glorified through Samaritan's Purse so far in 2021. Here on the podcast, we cover stories in depth of how God is working in and through our teams around the world. But behind the scenes, there are always countless projects happening. And honestly, it's sometimes overwhelming to choose what project to spotlight on our episodes. And we always pray and we work to tell the stories that God leads us towards because it's impossible to share them all. Today, we thought we would give you insight into the many projects and responses that have launched this year. We are only a few months into 2021, but our teams are working harder than ever to bring God's love to the ends of the earth. Paul says in Galatians 6, 9 through 10, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. That verse has been our theme for the start of this year. In 2021, exciting projects have sprung up in countries all over the world, from clean water initiatives and ministry opportunities to COVID-19 responses and church partnerships. Samaritan's Purse has its fingerprint on many projects at a time, and today we want to introduce you to a few of the recent projects. First up is a brand new initiative through our Samaritan's Purse office in Haiti. It's called Eclaire, and its mission is to unify over 50 churches to act as first responders in the wake of natural disasters. With me today to share more on this is Kendall Caulfield, the Director of Team Wellness and Field Support. He shares about the project that began January 1st of this year and what prompted Samaritan's Purse to launch this new initiative. Samaritan's Purse responded to the earthquake that took place in 2010. Um, just a devastating earthquake. I was fortunate or to go and help in that response. Um, and uh, it was it's a real mile marker for Samaritan's Person Projects was our engagement in Haiti because of the earthquake. And so that's when the office was established. Not too long after the earthquake, there was a major cholera outbreak. And uh, again, um, we just thank the Lord for resources that allowed us to respond to that cholera situation, which was really some of the birth of the EFHs that happen now, uh, kind of began through some of those responses in, in hating the cholera. And then uh, Haiti, again, just seems to undergo so many disasters. Um, we responded to Hurricane Matthew um, and had a again, another large response. And uh, so that's really some of the history. While that was all going on, of course, Haiti is a, a place of extreme need. And so we found opportunities to respond to uh, livelihood um, situations, education situations, uh, as we typically do in SP offices, uh, protection. Uh, but I think the the basis of us being in Haiti comes down to just the spiritual darkness that is uh, prevalent in that country. 
um, having just served in many places around the world, um, there's just a real sense in Haiti of darkness. And so um, it makes sense that as an organization that is um, focused on the gospel that uh, we're there and we have been there. And so um, I think the needs will continue, uh, but the spiritual need is probably most um, prevalent in our minds in terms of our work in Haiti. And so as we, you know, now we're in February, but we are still in the start of a new year. And so we just wanted to spotlight some of the projects and initiatives that have launched in 2021 and why this time is, is now. Um, you know, Samaritan's First often comes in in an earthquake, um, a large response where that need becomes our in. Um, but this now, this project that you're launching has come from years of working and partnering and, like you said, building with the local church and trying to empower them for a long-term vision. So can you talk to us about this new project that you have launched? Yeah, I'd love to. I, I'm just so excited about this new project. Um, the project is named Eclairay, which is a, a Creole word, and um, it means to bring light or to illuminate. And I, I think that's just who we are and who we want to be. Um, I was able to spend some time in Haiti in 2019 and coming off of our response to Hurricane Matthew and uh, just spend some time with the staff that had spent 10, 11 years with us, uh, national staff, and started to have conversations about what did they want to see happen going forward because we were at a point of transition um, we were moving into a new office, into Port-au-Prince, and, and so we just took advantage of this transition and re-envisioning, and um, I brought the team together, and we went through this envisioning um, exercise where I asked them to draw, literally just draw what they wanted to see in the future. What was their preferred future for Haiti? And they drew the coolest thing. It was a map of Haiti. And on the map of Haiti were churches and just kind of stick churches looking things. I mean, we're not artists. But then on every church, there was a Samaritan's Purse symbol. And when I asked them to explain to me what they saw in terms of their vision, they said, we want to see churches in Haiti to be able to respond to these disasters that happen all the time in our country. We want to see them empowered and uh, be able to care for the community spiritually, physically, and emotionally. And, um, and so they came up with a vision statement that says, mm -hmm. Samaritan's Purse Haiti operates to empower local churches to build Christ-centered, healthy communities ready to respond to any disaster. I loved it. Uh, mm -hmm. This is why I work for Samaritan's Purse. I work because of the gospel and because of the church. And these churches will long outlast our presence. And I had this thought as they were explaining to me how cool would it be in years to come that we can continue to be the light, even though we're not there through partners and churches. And so that was the beginning of this uh, mm -hmm. project. And um, it is our goal in the first year to work with 50 churches. And each church will bring forward two leaders. So there'll be 100 leaders. And we will work with them to... Um, to equip them uh, to be prepared to act as emergency and long-term implementing partners for Samaritan's Purse. Mm -hmm. 
in the years mm -hmm. to come. And so I'm guilty of being a visionary. And mm -hmm. so when I close my eyes and I see Haiti 10 years, I see a thousand churches mm -hmm. that are implementing projects as needed um, according to SP stewardship of resources and responding and being the light as we're called to be in scripture. Mm -hmm. But you're right, the gospel brings a light to the mm -hmm. darkness. Um, so you, you explained it briefly, um, and I love the name and where the name comes from and bringing the light to darkness. Could you just describe um, the initiative, maybe break it down a little bit sure. for us? Sure, so we're gonna like. work with churches and church leaders. We'll initially, uh, we'll work in three locations. Uh, our desire is to work more rurally uh, as opposed to in Port-au-Prince, and that might change in the future. Um, but what we will do with these churches and church leaders is we will walk them through a curriculum of mm. what it means to respond um, with the gospel to community needs that you see. Um, and then the initial part of the program will be heavy on training, working with these churches. Uh, another goal is to see these churches unified. Mm. Um, and so while they're going through the training, uh, part of the training will be to implement what we are calling acts of grace projects. And they will do that as a collective teams in these areas. And those acts of grace might be uh, recognizing the community needs to be cleaned. And as churches from various denominations coming together and going and cleaning the community or painting um, a school or whatever they see, mm -hmm. and they've turned up acts of grace, which I think is really cool. Um, but that will be part of the training that they'll go through. And then the second year, our goal is to see these churches be identified and competent to become partners to implement projects on behalf of Samaritan's Purse. Hmm. And so then they would then apply just through our regular partnership program that is available to partners around the world. Um, but we would be able to have some uh, ongoing follow-up with them, which I think will uh, bring about uh, more impact uh, because we're still on the ground. I love that. And, and as you mentioned earlier, I mean, Haiti just is flooded with natural disasters, um, disease, I mean, just hardship and heartbreak. And so I imagine these churches, and I know, you know, one of the verses that this episode is, is coming out of is Galatians 6, 9, you know, and it says, do not grow weary in doing good, you know, because you will reap a harvest, you know, if you don't give up. And I think as Christians, we know this isn't our home. You know, this earth will, this is not it. We are looking to eternity and that's why we can bring a light to a dark place. Uh, but for people that don't know that, I mean, I imagine Haitians are tired. So these churches need to be bolstered and they need to come together. And I think as Christians, we all need to come together right now and work for the common good, which is bringing the gospel. This is just one of the multiple projects that Samaritan's Purse launched at the start of 2021. God is moving and prompting hearts around the world. And while our country offices are strategically building programs that will connect in their region of the world, Samaritan's Purse is also responding to disasters. Since January, Samaritan's Purse has responded to two emergency field hospitals in response to COVID-19. The first in Lenore, North Carolina, and the other in Lancaster, California. On New Year's Day, while many people had the day off, Samaritan's Purse prepped, loaded, and delivered a 30-bed emergency unit 
to support Western North Carolina hospitals that were overwhelmed with COVID-19. It's um, it's a lot of moving parts, and to see it come together, um, it's almost it's to me it's just a spiritual walk in itself for you know everything to come together because sometimes you know the, a part or two might be missing or like here in Lenore we had to move some things around you know but it just you're always falling back on God and praying and he just makes it work out and it's just uh that's probably the biggest thing for me is just uh knowing that you've got this very technical state-of-the-art hospital that's in field tents and getting it to put together and you can fly it anywhere in the world here in the states and just watching it put together is just amazing it's kind of to me it just kind of reminds me of when I was broken and apart then you assemble, you know, like a God takes you, this works, and this works miracles and stuff. So it's kind of a constant reminder of my walk of faith, where I've come from. And, you know, it, it takes a village per se, and discipleship, loving on each other, working as a team and putting God first. And that's kind of what I've had to have in my life to be where I'm at now. And so it's kind of a reminder of my spiritual walk. Every time I put an EFH up, emergency field hospital, with just all the teamwork and everything. And it's, 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 that's kind of what it reminds me of. That. I know it's it's truly the body of Christ in action. You know, we couldn't do it without each part working together. And like you said, I, I love the, another verse where God says, "In my in your weakness, I am strong." You know, it's like when, when sometimes when we have a lack, He can show up even more. And so it's just that obedience and that body of Christ working together. So I know you have a lot of different backgrounds. You have a lot of different gifts and talents. But what is your specific job in setting up the hospital? Um, I'm on the build team. So we come in and uh, we build up um, all the tents and we put them together. We'll uh, unload the boxes and set them out. And so that's kind of my job is to come in and do kind of the carpentry work or per se to put in, put the tents up and put them together. If you want to hear more stories about building the Lenore Emergency Field Hospital, you can go back to the episode we released in January called Building an Emergency Field Hospital. I was on the ground to witness the earliest construction phase, and let me say, it is no easy feat. The 30-bed hospital serving as a respiratory care unit operated in partnership with six Western North Carolina healthcare systems. In a matter of days, the hospital was built from the ground up, accepting COVID-19 patients, relieving a huge amount of pressure from the local hospitals. Just five days after the North Carolina Emergency Field Hospital was built, we airlifted another hospital, this one with 54 beds, across the country to Los Angeles County, California. In fact, many of our team members who built the North Carolina unit hopped on a plane to do the same thing on the West Coast. So when we arrived uh, to Antelope Valley Hospital, and as we've been, our leadership team has been interacting to partner with the hospital staff in the administrators, uh, you know, we see that look in their eyes, that look of fear and desperation. They've been living this nightmare for close to a year now. And when we were in Italy, in New York City, that was at the beginning of the pandemic. And everyone was running on adrenaline at that point. But now, nearly a year in, medical people all over the world, but especially in this hospital, have no adrenaline even left. And their hope is dashed. This is their life. Uh, they're short of staff, they're overwhelmed with patients, they've seen a lot of death and suffering, and just us setting up our tents in the hospital parking lot that they can look out the window of the hospital and see us, and the progress very quickly happening brings them a measure of hope, and they can take a breath. 
and they can realize help is coming and we're here to support them. So emergency room is packed. Uh, we have patients in the hallway. At the given day, we were holding 50 patients in the hallway waiting for the beds. So it was uh, pretty much a big load for us. Uh, many 911 ambulances were waiting in the uh, you know, front of the emergency room to unload. So basically, the place was pretty much plugged. Wow. All I can tell you is that uh, Samaritan's Purse help was tremendously on time and we really welcomed the help. Uh, staff were tired. Uh, we had many nurses and front lines. They were sick uh, because of COVID and they were out. At a given time, we have 150 to 200 employees out because they're uh, sick. And then many people, they're tired, they call sick. So uh, Samaritan's Purse, uh, when they started here, it puts some kind of a calmness to everything. And uh, right now people are getting a relief. At the present time, I don't have any COVID patients in our emergency room because Samaritan Purse has taken care of all of them uh, here. And uh, basically it's been a great, great experience for us. We praise God that we were able to respond both to North Carolina and California during their time of need. But it doesn't stop there. Along with two field hospitals, Samaritan's Purse North American Ministries were hard at work as well. On January 26th, a deadly tornado ripped through Jefferson County, Alabama. The storm toppled trees, downed power lines, and overturned vehicles, and ripped apart dozens of homes. Samaritan's Purse teams were on the ground less than 24 hours after the storm, and they brought assistance to a devastated community. Sam and Christy Wilkins were in the eye of the tornado, and within days of the storm, Samaritan's Purse was on their property to help clean up. We heard trees twisting and popping outside, and it felt like there was somebody trying to like, rip our roof off our house, and it just kept pulling and pulling and pulling, and then it just stopped. Over and over, I said, God, please protect our family. And he did. And my wife also told me that Samaritan's person was coming to help us, and so we knew we'd have a few hands, but we had no idea that the Lord's Army was showing up, and so they came out in full force, and they had trucks and vans and lots of hands. So we're truly blessed to Samaritan First even decided to show up and bless our front door. It is rewarding every day to see the joy and happiness on, on the homeowners' faces that, that we get to serve. Um, and there's no greater reward than to share the gospel and to see someone, you know, come to the Lord. I mean, I can just imagine the party in heaven. So why wouldn't you want to reap those rewards here on earth? Why wait till you get to heaven? The selfless volunteers and staff fulfilled all the work orders, which brought hope to nearly 50 families after the devastating tornado. There are countless stories like Sam and Christie's, and we know that God is at work with each homeowner that we help. And this just scratches the surface of the ways God is moving around the world. And I want to thank you for being a part of it. This is only possible because of your prayers and your support. I could list more and more projects that kicked off in 2021, but instead, I just ask you to pray. Pray that God would lead and direct our path as we continue to work in Jesus' name. If you want to learn more about upcoming news and headlines from the ministry, check out our website, SamaritansPurse.org. 
It's constantly up to date with stories and information about how God is working through the ministry. I want to close praying for our teams around the world and the people that they are trying to help. If you'll pray with me. Father God, we pray for our staff and our volunteers serving in Jesus' name all around the world. We pray for wisdom and discernment to fall upon them. I pray, Lord, that you will help them to surrender and be dependent on you every single day. Give them wisdom and insight in every decision. We know that if we're lacking wisdom, we should ask you who gives generously to all, James 1.5. And I also pray for their safety and protection. I thank you that you know how many hairs are on our head and the specific needs before we even ask. I pray that you would help them to feel seen and known by you. And then I pray that you'll give them stamina and strength as they serve and work. As we shared earlier, Galatians 6, 9, let us not grow weary in doing good for we will reap at a proper time if we don't give up. Remind them of this promise that they are serving you and Lord, you will reap a harvest one day. I thank you for their willingness to serve and go to far and dangerous places. Please help them to lead with confidence. Like Psalm 52, eight through nine says, I am a flourishing olive tree in the house of God. I will trust in God's faithful love forever and ever. I will praise you forever and ever. I will praise you for your name is good. I pray that they would remember all that you've done and it will give them confidence to boldly take the gospels to the end of the earth. And Lord, I thank you for every single person that will hear the gospel through the work of Samaritan's Purse. Please soften their hearts, Lord, and incline their hearts towards you. I pray that they will be able to, to pray this prayer in Psalm 4, 7 through 8. It says, You have put more joy in my heart than they have when they have their grain and wine abound. I will both lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, Lord, make me live in safety. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity and the privilege of supporting the work of Samaritan's Purse. I pray for your continued blessing and guidance each and every day. Lord, we give you 2021 and we surrender our desires and we want your plan above all. I pray that we would all have open hands and soft hearts. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Thank you again for tuning in. And again, thank you for your prayers and support to the ministry. I hope you have a great day. God bless you.